0: So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrell.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Okay. If you are not in a back to school situation right now, I still want you to listen to this podcast and I'm going to tell you why I give you very five, very specific things that I am doing that I would encourage you to do, but here's the beauty of it. These really apply to any time you're jumping into a big change in life, a big change in schedule. So I'm going to be using my back to school journey as the example for this. But oh, my goodness, this applies to absolutely any large shift or change. So you may want to grab a pencil and paper for this one, if you're out listening in a walk or a drive or whatever, and jot down the five things that I'm going to be giving you today that you should absolutely put into place. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Work Life Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, just like you. I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have work-life harmony. All right, everyone, here we are back to school. Now, if you either have not gone back to school yet or your kids even already have at the time you're listening to this, what I'm going to be telling you guys today you could actually put in place anytime you're just feeling like, oh my gosh, I've completely lost control with everything that is going on. But at the time where I'm recording this, my, this is my daughter's first week back into school. She is on a what's called a modified calendar. So they start much earlier because they have breaks throughout the year. And I want to share five things that I am doing that I would encourage all of you to do to help with this transition of out of summer mode and getting back into school. Now, this really, these five things I'm going to be teaching you today are things you could really apply to anytime there's a big schedule change. It doesn't just have to be back to school. But since we're in that season, and I have a lot of fellow moms out there that are feeling like we're pulling our hair out trying to figure out this transition. This one for our family is a particularly big one because my daughter is now leaving elementary school and going into middle school. So it's a completely different school, a completely different schedule routine than what we've had basically for the last six years. So it's a lot of changes for us. And a little side note, the waking up an hour earlier, yeah, that's just not been good for anybody, but that's, that's one of those things we're just going to have to get over here in the house. So let's go through five things to help you with this getting back to school. First and foremost, I know that I repeat myself, but everything else really kind of builds off this. You need to create a weekly plan before that first week of school, laying out what is the first week going to look like. And I will, you will see why this is so important. Now if you've never done weekly planning, don't stress out about it. At least just sit down with a week at a view and make sure you know what are all of the current obligations and pick up drop off activities, etc. for everybody in the family, you have got to be able to visually see that. Obviously, I'm going to encourage you to actually use a weekly planner. If you are looking for one as we're getting into back to school, the top planning system is there waiting for you. You can just go grab that at www.thetopplanner.com because you'll actually get digital courses from me teaching you how to use it, and some really in-depth weekly planning strategies. So first and foremost, get your weekly plan. Now, the second thing that you want to make sure that you're doing as far ahead as possible is to keep as much of that first week open as you possibly can. When you are adjusting to a whole new schedule and routine, now is not the time to say yes to every offer that comes your way. So I know for me with work, I had some opportunities this first week that I just had to say, nope, we're going to be, I know it's going to be a big adjustment for our family. So we basically, I kind of blocked off all as much time as I could for the week in the mornings and afternoons and evenings, just to make sure that we weren't scrambling with any gotchas, unknowns, things like the very first day, Carpool took me 45 minutes to get through to pick up my daughter. If I had scheduled something for right after school, we never would have made it. So just try and keep yourself as open as possible for that first week. All right, number three, which ties into that weekly plan, is the importance of sharing and communicating the game plan with the whole family. Now the way I do this is I just use these post-it notes that are a week out of you. I know some people really love getting the week out of you dry erase boards and putting those somewhere central for your family. For us, it's on the side of the refrigerator, which is near snacks and the coffee maker. So I know people can see it. Now, do they still ask me over and over again what we're doing today? Of course they do. I'm not a miracle worker, but at least I can tell them where to go look to get the information. So what information goes on this, what I call family communication center? It should be anything that impacts multiple people in your house. So I'm not putting, you know, phone calls, meetings, et cetera, on that. That doesn't impact anybody else. But what I am putting on there are any after-school appointments, any days where the schedule's unusual. So I typically pick my daughter up from school, but if there's a day where my husband is, we put that on there. So everyone's remembering, yeah, dad's picking you up today. Any like we have a few activities on the weekend, those go on there. And then I like to go one step further with highlighters and highlight the things each family member kind of has a color and our all family together stuff gets gets its own color as well. So there are some days where there's nothing on there and there are other days where there will be several things on there. Now, the other thing that I've added this year that we're just trying out for the first time this week that I'm really liking is if you are someone that does meal planning, I'm actually writing down what's for dinner each night, Monday through Thursday. Now we'll give ourselves the flexibility to switch if we're we're all like, I'm not feeling that, but I hate being asked at six o'clock in the morning, what's for dinner tonight? Like I hate it. So now that I've got that on the communication center, I can just tell them, go take a look. So that's the third thing. The fourth thing that is I am doing for me, again, you've got to have that weekly plan in place, I feel, to get the most value out of this. All week long, I'm conducting a time audit. If you've been with me for a while, you've heard me talk about time audits. They are not a one time thing in life. If you've been through my top program, you know that's where we start week one in the program. You're doing a time audit. And I encourage people, anytime you've got a big schedule shift or change, to go through a time audit or anytime things just feel like they're out of whack. So, what I'm doing is I've got my weekly plan laid out in my top planner. And then as the days are going by, Next to it, just in a light pencil, I'm actually writing down what I actually did. So I've got my plan in place, but as we know, plans don't always go exactly the way we want, right? So I'm actually writing in how things are going. Like, for example, school pickup is taking a lot longer than I thought it would, but my time audit is capturing that. I'm also capturing what's working well and what's not in the mornings. I'm not sure I'll ever figure anything out to actually get my child up and moving with excitement at 6am, but I'm tracking how long activities are taking. So not only am I now you know, capturing, here's what's actually going on, but now I'm also seeing, okay, here's what I planned and wow, that didn't work. Now, the fifth thing, very similar to the time audit that I'm doing all week as I'm doing an energy audit simultaneously. Now I don't talk about energy audits as much. I, I talked about it in a previous podcast episode. I think it was entitled, Can You Really Do More in Less Time? And the idea with this when I talk about energy audits is just understanding when are you high energy? When do you kind of dip and hit your lows? When are things easier for you? When are they harder? because what I'm having to figure out for me personally, I'm having to shift a lot of routines I've had in place for the last six years because of all the time and schedule changes. So as I'm capturing my time audit of what, what I'm actually doing, I'm also notating like, how am I feeling? Did I tap out? Am I exhausted? Did that task take twice as long as I thought? Maybe because I'm feeling very lack of focus and disorganized Am I, like one of of the things I'm capturing this week is I'm trying to exercise at a very different time than I'm used to. So I'm capturing, how do I feel about that? Did that, did the workout seem harder than it should have, or was it easier? So then at the end of this week, and I guess technically this is number six, is I am going to be able to go back and look at my weekly plan along with the time audit and energy audit. And I am going to be able to take all of that information that's sitting there right in front of me to set up and tweak a better plan for next week. Because here is what I don't want for you. And I see it happen time and time again, where people will when they don't take the time to really analyze what's going on, how did things work? What's working well and what's not. They just keep repeating the same difficult thing over and over and over again. Or they keep trying to shove the same routine into a certain time slot of the day. That's just never going to work well. And then they're exhausted. And then they say, planning doesn't work. Planning works If you capture the right information and learn from it and tweak and alter as you go. So I already know some things that I didn't, that I'm not loving about this week in terms of how the morning's going that I'm going to try changing next week. And I'll be able to see how that goes. I'm also learning how to navigate the school pickup a little bit different so that it's not a 45-minute sitting in line situation. And we're also learning that we need to adjust our dinner times as well, along with some other things. You know, with my work time, I'm now realizing the times that I was planning on being able to work the dog, walk the dog around calls, et cetera. Some of the days worked really well and others didn't. So now I'm able to try and get more of those better working days into my plan for next week. So quick recap, five things that you can do to help you transition into a completely new schedule. I'm using back to school as an example here. First is lay out your best, best guess plan for the week. You have to start with something, right? we got to start somewhere. Second If you have not started yet, you're back to school or whatever this new schedule changes, try and protect as much time that week as you can. Do not overcommit because you don't know what you don't know yet. Third, find a way to set up that communication center for your family. All right. Whether it's a dry erase board, I love the weekly post-it notes, whatever that is for you and put this stuff in there that impacts multiple members of your family. Then four and five is as the week goes on, conduct your time audit and your energy audit so that when you sit down to do your plan for next week, you are going to have all of that powerful information in front of you to make it even better. And over time, having done this a couple of times, this is a much bigger schedule change than I'm used to. I expect it will be a good four weeks before I feel like I'm getting comfortable getting confident in what's working and what's not and what routines i can really feel good about. So, one, you know, this is not a one and done, but i expect by week 4 i'm going to be feeling really good that, you know, the the new morning routines, evening routines, recognizing what works well at what time is going to really start to be able to come second nature and i'll be able to feel A lot more relaxed, but also in control at the same time, if that makes sense. So if you have any back to school tips that you would love to share, please DM me and let me know. And if this podcast has been helpful for you, please share it out with your community that is launching into a back to school. Because together, if we can all help each other out through these transitions, then we all win as well. Have a fantastic week. Getting on top of all things, time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansummerall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.